Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with the two of us, Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Hey, cheers to you, babe. Hey, we just got off the, a FaceTime call with our son, Caleb, who is down under in the, in the land of Australia. Australia. Good eye, mate. You say, you say, mate. <laughs> I think I'm doing a British one. You say, mate. It was great. Yeah, our, our, our second born, Caleb Riley Hoffman, is, uh, what is he, 19? He's nice. And he just decided, man, if he's gonna, he wanted to travel, and so he went as far away as he could. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> come back to us, son. And he's, uh, he's in Australia. He's loving it. He's in Brisbane. Do you say with Brisbane a, or with Brisbane? With a friend who is named Riley as well. Yeah, yeah. So they're just chilling, having the best Caleb time. Caleb Riley's hanging with Riley. He's flying into uh, Sydney on Friday, spending oh, three days in the city of Sydney and hanging well, out. I feel like if you go Opera to Australia. House, you know, what's the beach? A Bondi? Bondi Beach? Yeah, that's a drive, a little bit of a drive from He's going to do all the but, yeah. things. So he's living his best life, yeah. traveling the world. He's probably going to jump around with a kangaroo. And I wouldn't be mad if you wanted to bring back an Australian girl to marry, like for real, with an accent. That would be great. There's an Australian girl on this podcast. Oh, Grace! <laughs> oh my God, we made it so awkward for Grace and Caleb. <laughs> they're friends. They're, oh, Grace, they're be fine. do you want to marry Caleb? Caleb, no, no. <laughs> you just crossed the line. They are friends. I know. Sorry about that parent moment. <laughs> hey, before we go any further on the podcast, a brief word from our sponsor. Oh, God. Can we do this? Sweet Serenity Candles, bringing you warmth in the morning. And a beautiful glow at night. There's nothing like the glow of Sweet Serenity okay, Candles. Okay, listeners may Babe, not yeah, know. yeah, plug it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, is that I have a subscription. You can subscribe to um, a candle. You could do a monthly candle. You could do it every three months, every two months. And can you do a daily candle? Why not? You can subscribe every single day for 30 days out of the month. Because I got a need for some warmth in my life. But the, you know what's a really great idea? It's a great way to give a gift. Yes, it's the best. I love it. I'm actually a subscriber. Yeah, you're, you're Vic like... Vic the sound thank chick. Thank you for supporting. Yeah, you're welcome. The candle's amazing, by the way. Um, and you need to try one. If you haven't ordered one, you should go online. You go to sweetserenity.store and order one. But the subscription is such a great way to, to gift somebody. You could, you could set it up to give someone a candle three times a year, every single month. I mean, yeah. you can custom make the whole entire thing. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. And that's um that's I just gift. it's dawning on me while you're talking. Um, you own Sweet Serenity. <laughs> I'm do. not on I'm not on the paperwork, am I? Like it's you're the assistant to the like. Do I even have a role in our when company? I, when I started the company, you were quite busy with your world, so and you just, I didn't think it was a big so I have deal. no I have nothing. We in, might redo that. That's what she said. I've got nothing. <laughs> nothing. Babe, what's mine is yours. What's yours oh, is mine. Oh man, we, we share it all. We did our taxes today. Yeah, we did. Ouch. Shout out to those tax people. Thanks, Uncle Sam. Taking all our money. Oh man. <laughs> just, we just went Debbie. Did downer. you get a refund? I know. Well, I yeah. I haven't seen a refund since I was what like does a refund even look years like? old. Like why? Why? We pay more in taxes nowadays than I used to make when I was in my twenties. But the truth is, is, we exempt a lot of taxes during the year, and then we hold our money at the end of the why year, and we pay. Yeah, so, man, what a bummer! Cut. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> pray for all you people as you prepare your taxes. Hey, don't forget. How did we get from the April land down under to coming, taxes? You know? um, here's what I would like to. I'm feeling. I'm feeling especially edgy. On this bright, are you there? Sunny day. Um, it's not actually sunny here. Remember when it was sunny? That one time in Seattle, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. <laughs> one time we talked about yeah, the sun went away. Um, I, I I posted a quote on social media. Don't get me gone on social media, sweet lord. Why do I even participate? I feel like I'm a part of the machine. Um, 
<laughs> but you I can't well, break. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. That's a Godfather quote, if you don't know. Okay. Um, I posted this quote, and I got I got good feedback, and I got some I got some. I got some other feedback, which I, I love. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on it. I posted this. I posted this quote. I said, good I things poted. come to say, those. I, I posted. I posted this. I posted. I posted. Okay. I posted this quote. Um, good things come to those who wait. And I crossed out the word wait and I put uh, freaking go for it. Right. Um, and so and I, a lot of people are like, amen. And then some people got. Or like, no, I think waiting is a virtue. And I'm not I'm not gonna diss either one, but I would like to title this podcast Good Things Come to Those Who Wait. Dot dot dot. False That just hurt my ears. <laughs> so every listener yes. just turned it. My down. goal is that everyone listening just jumped in their <laughs> car. Probably accidents voice. happened. Um I just fundamentally disagree with that. First of all, it's not in the Bible. It's not. It talks about those who wait upon the Lord. That's totally different. You can actually translate that word. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. First of all, the waiting is not just like a looking at your watch. It's like putting a. a it's some, like serving. It's like putting a towel over your it? your yeah. arm. It's both and. Like it's serving the Lord. It's waiting on the Lord. It's going for the Lord. It's drawing near to the Lord. And the whole purpose of waiting there is so that you can soar on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary. Like the whole thought of waiting is so you can go. So don't get me started in the biblical scholar world. But the thought, good things come to those who wait. Because if you want to, you could just, you know, subscribe to your uh, Sunday morning with Billy Huffman. I mean, can I just yeah, yeah? That and you know what? Maybe moment? I'll preach about that this week. Okay. So we can just break that down. Um, but that's not what we're doing here. Good things come to those who wait is is a nice saying, and I but I, I have issue with it. You are going to have to go out and get it. Hmm. Now I realize waiting is. Is real. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. We all have seasons of waiting. Timing is a thing. Yes. Yes. Of course. Totally. But am I? And you can disagree with me. I know I'm being emphatic, so maybe you won't. But I know we actually see eye to eye on this. I believe there is a going in our waiting. Like I don't see waiting as like sitting around twiddling my thumbs. Why do people say gazing at your navel? Navel gazing. I don't. Yeah, they do. They say navel gazing, and I'm like, it's so gross. What are you born in 1920? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they are. They're listening. Okay, well, I love well, you. They'd be a hundred. You'll be my grandma, and I would love you for that. Um, and your grandma does. Does your, your grandma does listen to podcasts? Grandma Culver, I don't think has ever listened to this podcast. Well, she would, we love her. She would. We love her, anyways. Um, it's like an act of waiting. That's kind of what I'm trying to get to. Like, um, you know, like if a kid is waiting. Okay, our dog Capone. Like if you say the word, I'm not gonna say it right now because he's sitting in the studio and he'll lose his mind if I say T R E A T, right? Mm-hmm. Or W A L K. If your dog owners, pet owners, you know, so if you say those words, he will lose his mind. Now he's the, he's waiting for the treat to come or to go on the walk. I whispered it because I don't want him. He's sleeping. He will lose his mind. But he's so like he'll just run around in circles. He's waiting, but yeah. he's going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's true. <laughs> um, can I just say this? If you're waiting for good things to come to you, you will be waiting forever. And that is a boring, fruitless, adventureless life. You're just waiting for good things to come to you. Um, you can't control the timing of a thing. I get that. I know I'm ranting. I, I can't control when things happen, but... Um, it doesn't mean just wait around until things happen to you. Here's what, what can you control? Right. Do that. Go there. 
instead of thinking about what I can't control, you know, oh, I can't do anything, so I'll just wait. Well, what can you do? Hmm. Do that. Where can you go? Go there. And don't you think a lot... <laughs> I'm being so expressful. Don't you think a lot of people get... I get frustrated, and I think other people do too, because it's... You're not where you want to be. So everything in between is very, very frustrating. So people get very like, well, I'm just going to keep waiting till it actually can happen or will happen. Or I, I get the dream job or I get the, I win the golden ticket. I mean, it's, it's that syndrome of like when it really starts for me, then I'll, then I'll get working. Right. Then I'll get going. But they're living from the premise that life is a moving a sidewalk. Like that you, that it's not possible to just stay in between where in fact yeah. it actually is possible just to stay in between your whole life. Like you're not on an escalator. You actually, you actually have to create momentum yourself. You got to put one foot in front of the other. Um, That'll preach. I mean, I mean, do not get me going on that. They're yeah. assuming like, well, I'll just get there. You're not actually going to just get anywhere. In fact, Serena and I were sitting around the bonfire the other night and we were watching, I think it was a planet. It looked like the North Star, but it was super bright. And she was like, Dad, it's moving. And, you know, like every five minutes, we could tell it was shifting in the sky. Like, And I was like, it's not moving. We're moving. The earth is rotating. And, she, you know, Serenity, you know, she knows that. She's brilliant. But she's like, it's so crazy that we're actually moving. I was like, we were designed by nature to move. Mm, by God. We're always moving. So, in fact, life in the world keeps on turning. If you're waiting, you're left behind. <laughs> Drop the mic. My thought is this, get going while you're waiting. So let me take it from here, babe, and maybe you can help me break this down for the podcast listeners listening on YouTube, Hulu, uh, Disney Plus now has been added to it. It's awesome. Thank you, Disney. Um, I think you either choose life or you settle for it. You got choosers and settlers, or how would you say it? Settlers. Settlers. Choosers. Be quiet. Is that a word? Settlers Settlers is a game. I like that game. Choosers and settlers. Settlers. Wouldn't that be right grammatically? Yes. Right? Either you choose your life or you settle for it. Or I could say you let someone else choose it for you. Mm. Right? Um, can we break down what I think are some of the difference between the choosers and the settlers? And you get to choose which category you're in. Look at all the choosing we get to do here. This will be good. We can choose how we're going to approach life. Um, I am not waiting for good things to come to me. I believe that good things will come. Right? But they're going to come and I'm going to be going. And we're going to meet... <laughs> And mid-collision, right? Like, I'm going to good things. I've said it before. I had a football coach. High school, you saw always say, don't wait for your ship to come in. Swim out to it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hey, if it's coming to you, awesome. But how much quicker can you get to it if you go to it? So can we break it down? I have a thought. I just I had a few that I wrote down right before I turned on the mic. Break it down. Okay. I think choosers. Choosing your life is an act of courage. Settling is a result of fear. I think the way we choose is we have to act in courage. To settle is just because I'm afraid. I settle for the life I have because I'm afraid of what might happen if I step out and choose a different life. I mean, this is as simple and practical as a job, a relationship, where you live. Yeah. Um, Dude, I so respect my brother-in-law who grew up in Sweetwater, Tennessee. Hello. I don't know if you know of that town. I never knew of that town until I heard about it from him. Um, and it's got like three stoplights. It's probably it probably has more. I don't think <laughs> it does. They they still use horse and buggy. <laughs> 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 One thing that really blew me away is they did not have a Starbucks oh, or even see, legitimately just, a coffee shop. Nope. Like it was Bye. just a very 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 small town, right? I think it's bigger now. But he made a big move to Atlanta 
where he met my sister, Christiana, right, in Atlanta, the city of Atlanta, and then they made an even bigger move to Jacksonville, Florida, which was a bigger city than Atlanta, and then they even jumped, and now they're here in Seattle. So I respect it, you know what I'm saying? Like, he refused to, he didn't let fear of not knowing keep him where he was. Like, yeah. he, all he knew was small town. Everybody knows your name. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... It seems safe, it's comfortable, it's what you know. Um, okay, you're, you started Sweet Serenity Candles a year ago. Now you have you have launched out. We no longer we are no longer employed by an organization. We are we are officially self employed. We're jumping out into a bunch of different things. Um, it's kind of crazy when you get a paycheck every week. Uh, Vic the Soundcheck, you're in the same boat, yeah. right? Uh, it's kind of crazy when you get a paycheck every week, and then when you make the jump to create your own income to build your own wealth every week, and you're not depending on someone writing you a check huge. and paying your health insurance. You're like, I'm gonna be writing the checks. And I'm going to be paying the health insurance, not just for ourselves, but for others, right? Like, it's a big mental jump, and I don't think you should make it unless you're you're ready to make it. Babe, talk about, you recently were in Kendra Scott, which is a very, very well-known jewelry store. You got into Kendra Scott. People couldn't believe you got into Kendra Scott. Your, you, your flower cart, your candles popped up at Bellevue Square, which is just a really, really nice um, location. And wineries you're getting into. You're, you're on conversations with stores and stuff that I won't even say. And I'm blown away all the time. You've also gotten an enormous amount of no's, right? Totally. From cities and people like, nope, nope, nope. Like, it takes courage. Talk about that for a second. Like, where do you find the courage to do that? Uh, yeah, that's such a great question. I don't know. I think every single day, I I have a roller coaster um, ride emotionally. Sometimes I'm, I'm, some mornings I wake up and I'm like, I'm getting it. I'm going to make the 10 calls. I might get two people and I might get all no's, right? Like every day is a unique day. And the, the, the truth is, is I had two pop-ups. They were awesome. And I've got nothing else scheduled at this point. I've got tons of things pending, but nothing has been guaranteed just yet. It's a scary place to be because all I have is dreams and visions and I'm going after it. The carts are built, the flowers have been purchased, the candles have been created. There's a lot done, but it's still not producing fully what it could potentially produce. The fear is real. And I don't, I think I've just made a choice to face the fear face on and there's just no other way to do it unless you're willing to face it face on. And you know what? I think it's not just courage to face the fear, it's to continue facing the fear. It's not courage to just go. Once or it's twice. It's courage to keep going. going. Dear Lord, I'm feeling that. Because I think part. anyone can like, um, okay, like they say, you know, they need to ask, ask out that girl if you're a single guy. It's like, dude, you just need five seconds of crazy courage, right? And I'm like, true. And they do it one time. You do. But it takes so much more courage to be in a relationship with that person for a week, a month, or, a year, and then say till death do us part. Like you talk about the courage to keep going. Or they get rejected going. and then they have to, and that's over. And then there's another girl on the horizon, right. and then they got to do it all over it again. again. Do and it you again. have to build the courage up to do it again. Like I've been diving into the world of publishing, um, not self-publishing, but getting published traditionally through a book, and it is absolutely it's intimidating. Oh man, intimidating is 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 an understatement. It's just a whole nother world. I love it. I'm getting into it. It's a lot of work, and I'm excited to learn new things. But at the same time, I mean, I would say it is a daily. Every time I get into it, it's daily. Like keep going keep going like you get overwhelmed and you know it's it's the re it's like me wanting to just settle and be like you know what I could self-publish <laughs> you know which <laughs> I don't want to I've already done that I don't know if, I have a book it's called tears fall down I self-published it you know why you don't know about it because I self-published it <laughs> yeah. and you might redo it right um, or just go get a nine to five and get a paycheck from some corporation 
so you know exactly every month your budget. And I don't know what your world is. And I'm not saying that people who work for an organization get a paycheck aren't acting encouraging those who are self-employed. I mean, sometimes it, you go for a job. Our son just took a, a job as a senior uh, manager in Microsoft. He's 20. Like that's an act of courage. Dude is jumping out into a world and of experience that he's good at and he's gifted at. But like, I mean, you talk about like organizational. And he's making a lot of money, lot of and he's feeling the pressure to earn the enormous amount of money he's making at, at age twenty. Right? And I'm so proud of him, but it is taking courage. Totally. He's called me twice a day. Like, I got my next meeting. It's been going pretty good, you know. And I love it, you know. But I, I can sense that like he's really stepping out. Mm. Okay, what about this? Choosers take responsibility and own their BS. Everyone understands what I say when I say BS? Bullish. All right. Choosers take responsibility and own their BS. Settlers blame others. Settlers or settlers? Settlers. Settlers. Are we going to do this the whole time? (laughs) Settlers. People who settle for life, they blame others. Those who choose their life, they own their BS. Talk about it. (laughs) You can drop the mic on that. I just think a lot of things in our personal life would be just taken care of if we would just own more stuff. Yeah. Things would just figure itself out financially, relationally. I mean, if we could just own stuff that we need to deal with, things would just get so much better in life. Honest moment on the podcast, I have owned my stuff and I have blamed others. That's the truth. Been on both sides on that, right? Like I have found myself in seasons just blaming others and I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, is that how I'm gonna go out then with this? I'm just gonna blame a circumstance or an individual or am I going to own my BS? Here's the thing I know. I can't actually fix the wrong in you or anyone else. I, I can't do that. Like that, I can't do that. You can't do that. But I could work on what's messed up in me. Mm-hmm. I could. So why don't I do that? Let me ask you this. This is a legitimate question. Why are we so afraid to admit we're wrong? Why, what is it about the human nature? That makes us, because I feel like it's pretty universal. Some people are better at it than others. It seems like the older you get, maybe, the better you're able to admit, or when you're very, very young, you know, and you don't realize the, you know, consequences of being wrong or whatever. But why is it so hard for humans to admit they're wrong? I know for me, that was a journey. It was hard for me early in marriage to admit I was wrong. And I think looking back. Preach that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> just because she did. Um, hey, I'm owning my bullish. You know what I mean. Um, I think for for me, I realized though it wasn't modeled for me, and I'm noticing our kids owning the fact that they're wrong very easily at the age of 19 and 20 and 15 more than I did, and I yeah. think it's because we mo- we're modeling it more as a, a normal healthy yeah. thing and right. i wonder in society is as we're not being raised in a, an environment where we're seeing other people model that in front of us yeah and it depends on what part of society you're being raised in i do think society as a whole has changed though where authenticity and honest living there's a high there's a high premium on that nowadays like people appreciate it yeah across the board yep. you know they appreciate like just like if you're wrong Say you're wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think back in the day, and I can't speak for our parents or our grandparents, but I definitely know growing up too, like to admit you were wrong, like publicly or in a setting was like the it was worst unheard thing. Heard of, in the man. World. That's something you did in private and it was a very no. big deal. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. just don't do that. You put on your happy face. Um, That's the truth. We, we walk in faith, you know, and like we, however you wanted to paint it. Yep. 
But man, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it was the best. And I don't think it did us any favors. Um, I mean, Forbes just released an article um, that I read. It called "12 Habits of Genuine People," and one of the main points is this point in it. I mean, being so, genuine. Yeah, about being genuine. Can I just say this? I'm gonna go on record. What is the date? Um, whenever you're listening to this podcast, mark this down. I believe my wife Jennifer Huffman will one day don the cover of Forbes magazine. Yeah, get it. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, Vic just gave me time signals. I'm sorry, I forgot. See, we are very professional here. Um, the cameramen, they're you say, flat. They're you fl- say a lot. You say a lot. What are you doing? Like, we haven't done you this a hundred times. You have big faith, babe, but thank you. I'm, I'm going to see on Forbes. Uh, as long as I could have some ownership in this company. Sweet Lord. Know. We'll see how. I remember when I was a kid, my dad was going to discipline me by this. Um, he would he would sometimes take a paddle and spank us on the behind. Whatever yeah, you feel, did. Whatever you feel about that. You're a much better care. person because of it. Thank um, you. Yeah, I kind of feel like I was. He never abused us, but he would sometimes, <laughs> when, it, when it merited, he, and I remember I got so scared he was coming home one night, I didn't want to get it. A little pad. On the, so I put every pair of underwear I owned on. Every single pair. I kid you not. You're I don't know what I was thinking. Kid. But I was also, I don't, my smart, my rear end was two inches. Baby got No, back. two feet. Two feet <laughs> off of me. I mean, it looked like. You know those injections they're getting nowadays or whatever they're doing? It's a thing, Whatever right? all, the, all the girls are doing, the kids are doing? It's more than an injection. It's like a lot in the trunk of the trunk. You know the junk in the, the trunk? trunk? I had that times 10. I was going to say some names of famous people, but I won't. No. <laughs> um, you know who they are. Anyways. <laughs> you can tell the change. My dad walked into the room. I'll never forget it, man. I don't know. Was I six, seven, eight? I mean, it starts when we're little kids. Like, does the inability to admit that we've done something wrong. He goes, Billy? Are you wearing an inordinate amount of underwear? And I remember because I actually knew what inordinate meant. I thought it was a great word. I couldn't believe he used it. He goes, are you wearing an inordinate amount of underwear right now? And I literally looked my dad in the eyes. I mean, you can see. I have a four, four foot rear end. Yeah. 17 feet of underwear. And I go no you know like it's just like it's no, just i couldn't I say yes buckle my pants but think about our children like when they you know they're no they're lying like they have oreos all over their face you know this is did and they're you? like did you eat a cookie no like they, what is it about us it's from a very young age like we hate to admit we're wrong can i tell you life gets so much easier if you just start owning your bs did you treat them badly own it did you do the wrong thing own it did you make a mistake own it was that a wrong decision own it. Were you out of were you out of were you offline out of base? Own it. So good. Here's what happens. You get free, like, okay, I'm gonna own it. And then the people around you are they like, respect you well, more. thank you. Now you're like, oh, so they'll I love mean, the me. No, they might actually still be mad at you. The roof. They might actually still be mad at you, but you have a much better chance of the people that you hurt actually forgiving you and letting it go if you own it than you do if you if you try to like justify it. And here's what here's what we're notorious for in leadership. We take what our leadership flaws and we start turning them into leadership laws. Uh, don't get me going, man. I want to. I want to name specific ones, but I think too many people listen to this podcast. I'd be. I'd be outing people, so I don't want to do that. It's not what this is about. But like, we do things that are wrong, and to justify it because we don't want to admit we messed up, we start like coming up with reasons and like principles that, um, like you know, make them more like you know, like Acceptable support them. Or they are. It's like, yeah. dude, just admit that was a bad decision. That was a bad idea. Stop trying to justify it and turn it into some like lump, some leadership principle. It was a flaw. Just call it what it was. It's really good. Anywho's. That's okay. really good. All right. People who choose life expect to fail. They actually plan for it. People who settle for life dread failure and they run from it. This is a fact. I loved it when you you were like, I'm gonna get so many no's. 
Mm-hmm. You started saying that to me. Like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm calling all these stores. I'm talking with all these people. I'm getting all these things. I'm getting no's, no's, no's. I'm literally gonna frame. I got my first no thank you from publishing agent. agent, right? Yep. And I'm like, cool. Framing that bad boy. You actually I'm cannot creative. succeed without family. And people who choose their life, they plan for failure. They're not surprised or caught off guard when. And they I think fail. you just answered your your own question. You had or like, how do you how do you have the courage to do it? Maybe it is knowing going into it that you're going to fail. You're going to get a no. Yeah. And if you can process, that. digest that, then I think you can face you can face it with courage. Anything. I don't know how many millionaires I know. And it sounds like a humble brag, but I was just thinking about this. All the millionaires I know, I'm thinking of like four or five in my head. Um, all of them have lost millions. They're wow. millionaires who have lost, all in their stories. One guy I'm thinking of in particular has lost like 20, 30 millions twice. He's done it twice. At one point, he was bankrupt. And it is a millionaire again. Like, they just realize you're going to have to fail. It's a part of it. If you're choosing your life, then get used to failure. Right? It's a great book. I mean, it's old school. I remember back in the day, John Maxwell, old school kind of leadership. It's called Failing Forward. Do yourself a favor. Read that bad boy. I should probably reread it. All right. Um, Those who choose life believe in themselves. Those who settle for life feel sorry for themselves. Wow. That's real. You probably should say it again. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Can you do it with a British accent this time? Those who choose life believe in themselves. And those who settle for life feel sorry for themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's, um, man, and I got an honest Mm. moment. I have been on both sides of this equation. Um, I feel like recently in the last three, four months, like I have been like, dude, I am choosing life. I believe like we're like, man, no one's gonna believe in your dream. If you don't believe in your dream, you got to go for it. You know what I'm saying? The hate is gonna hate, 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 but I'm just gonna shake, shake, shake. Like when you're just like, and then the next morning I'm like, nobody even, even cares about me. No one even wants to talk to me. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like, that's so real. Like Lord. the best place to cry is in the shower, right? No one knows you're actually yeah, shedding tears. Do it with my life. <laughs> you know, the like, water's hitting your face. Like, I'm good, babe. I'm good. Who's that? Comedian. Yeah, right? Who's that? Comedian. Like, I did my years. best. I, I did, did my best. best. You know, like, <laughs> you just start crying. Um, here's what I think that comes down to. Um, either you believe in yourself or you feel sorry for yourself. You're going to have both. And so it's okay, I think. Um, Part I think of believing it, in yourself is having moments of feeling sorry for yourself. It just comes with it. Yeah, I guess it comes with the territory. But I think you can't get stuck in the feeling. So how do we not get? Here's what I, here's how I feel like we don't get stuck. That um, learn the difference between problems and a, and facts of life. Problems can be solved. Facts of life must be accepted. I think many times we spend too much time dwelling on a fact of life that can not be changed, and we waste so much time. We're like, uh, how did that happen? Why did that happen? It's it, it happened. It's a fact of life. A problem, on the other hand, can be solved. Okay, let me. Okay, if that tree out there falls and falls onto my car right now and crushes my car, that's a problem. No, that's a fact of life. <laughs> but that's I a can't problem. change the fact that my car is completely crushed by a tree. I can't be like, I can't believe it. Who's who? Who put the tree there? Why would they even put the house in this location? What, what was it with? Like, I mean, that's a fact of life. You and if I waste so much time on, I can't believe it happened. I'm putting all my virtue. Self-pity. It happened. 
Yeah. Here's what you do. <clears throat> what problem can you solve? Well, I can start by getting the tree off my car. I can also start by getting insurance and just out here to adjust the, you know the what I'm saying? All of a sudden, yeah. what is actually bad in the insurance age, maybe they're like, we're going to total this bad boy out. And what they give me for it gets me a better car. I can pay it off. You know what I'm saying? Like, what problem can you solve? Problems were meant to be solved. Facts of life have to be accepted. I think we start feeling self-pity when we focus on the facts of life that can't be changed. Mm-hmm. You can't change it, man. Stop complaining about what you can't change and just start doing what you can do. Focus on what you can change. It's really good. And I'm actually talking to myself in a lot of ways. I'm getting so adamant here. Like, Billy, are you yelling at us? I'm yelling at me. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, okay. She broke up with you, dude. Fact of life. Or she doesn't like you as much as you like her. She doesn't think you're attractive. He's just not that into you. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay. That's not a problem. That's a fact. So what you can do is like, so what are what can you solve? You can't solve the fact that she doesn't want to be with you. She broke up with you. Fact. But what can you solve? Well, you can solve that you're going to put on a new jacket and get a new fade and put on some fresh cologne oh. and go out again oh. and meet some new people. You can actually do yes. that. That's something to do. Like, well, I'll yes. never meet anyone like her. Well, you'll never know unless you get out there. Yes. That's a problem to be solved. You can move on. You can make sure that you don't date someone like her again. Stop falling for the same people, right? You know what I'm saying? Like understanding the difference between a fact of life and a problem. Uh, they fired me. Fact of life. Like if you, if you can relate with that, if you've lost your job, if you've been fired, you've been demoted. I got demoted. Fact of life. You can get mad about it. You can stew over it. You can be so angry about it. You can't do anything about it. What can you do? Well, you can do something else. You can look for a new job. You can look for a better job. You can finally move to the ocean where you've always wanted to live or to the mountains where you want to live. You, you know what I'm saying? You can finally pursue those other things. Like, what can you solve? Focus on that. Mm. I think that is the difference between feeling sorry for ourselves and believing in ourselves. Because so once good. you start solving something like, hey, I'm going to solve this, I'm going to solve this, I'm going to solve this. You're going to fail, but you're also going to win sometimes. No one just fails all the time. If you are if you are committed to failing, you eventually will win. That's a fact. That's a fact of life. You can't. No one just fails, 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 fails. If you're going to fail that much, there's a win coming because as long as you're learning from it. Now, if you're failing on the same thing, you're doing the same stupid thing over and over again, you keep dating the same type of person, you keep doing the same kind of mistakes, that's on you. And I would go back to the first point, own your BS. That's on you. Like, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to make adjustments there. But if you're learning from where you fail, I'm like, okay, well, we won't do that again, right? All of a sudden, we can start to win. Love it. Win again. I mean, so. you, you, I don't have any comments because this is so good. And it's not just because I'm married to you and I think you're super sexy right now. It's the truth. Good um, things come to those who wait. This might be one of my False. favorite podcasts, by the way. You say that every time. Well, I can have more than one favorite. If you're out there waiting for good things, get up off your behind and, and go, go get, get it. it. And who knows? Who knows? While you're going to get it, good things On might be way. coming your way. Miracles do happen. And it will happen faster. It does. Mm, man. Well, thank you for listening. This has been so much fun. I honestly have just been taking every word in. So thank babe, you, uh, Sweet Serenity Company, for sponsoring this podcast. Um, I'd like to thank the owner, the sole owner, apparently, <laughs> Jennifer Hoffman. Couldn't do it without you, babe. Oh, really? Put my name on the... Heinz? Good things come to those who wait. Is that Heinz Ketchups? Yeah. Is it really? 
Oh, oh man. I don't think so. That's a ketchup commercial? Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Oh. Then I know we're going to title this. Not Heinz. <laughs> Cheers. Love you. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Mm-hmm.